Welcome to 24 Karat Conversations with Phyllis and Rhonda, where two best friends decided to start a podcast on real women, real friendships, and real issues. Our mission Bible verse is Job 23.10. Yet he knows the way I have taken, and when he has tested me, I will emerge as pure gold. We want to encourage, inspire, and offer hope in a world where life can seem to be unrealistic. Be a support for you to cheer you on as a wife, mother, daughter, sister, and friend. Most of all, you get to relax and laugh with us about all things women. Plus, we like all things sparkly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, peeps. Hello. I'm just going to, I'm going to take it over from now on. We are having another, intro. I mean, there's been a lot going on. I'm just going to say like, we just, and we've had to be quiet about this. So mm-hmm. we're busting all the doors now. So the last two episodes are it's the Rhonda show. <laughs> well, you know what though? We don't do, we haven't done enough of just you and I, we used to do you and I all the time, but we have so yeah. many amazing guests that I'm like, well, we've got to, we wait. have people asking to come on now, which is hysterical. I and, love it. And yeah, but yeah, so we're just going to do us today. So actually we're just going to do you. <laughs> no, well, we're, no, it's kind of, our, you, you our, have the biggest news. Like I have nothing, but <laughs> You have the biggest news. So we can finally officially announce Rhonda moved to Tennessee back in October. 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 Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's been a journey. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the, um, the transition, the tension, the good, the bad, the ugly, (laughs) all the things. So take it away, girl. Like what happened? Oh my goodness. Le- well, yeah, I left you. Right. I know. Um, you know, it's funny because when we were talking earlier today, we were talking about how last year, right around March, I mentioned to you when we were getting ready to record, you know, we've talked about moving mm-hmm. and it seemed like it probably won't happen, but you know, we're talking about it. Never and happened. Never happened. And you know, in June, my husband and I went to Carmel just to get kind of a day away. And we started talking about the move more and more. And he's like, you know, if we're going to do it, we need to go visit as if we're going to live there. And we can spend time with your brother because my brother lives here. He's lived here seven years. Um, But we need to really spend time looking at the area, seeing if it's somewhere we could see ourselves. Um, And at the time I just kept thinking, well, like, okay, this sounds like I, this sounds awesome. Like it might be a great opportunity. One, you guys, our jobs were not in Tennessee. So it wasn't even like, oh, okay, we're going to move to Tennessee. We've got jobs secured. Um, but I did, this is, I did have a talk with my boss before I left and told him, you know, we were really considering moving out of state at some point. And he just said, do what's best for your family. And I, I, I just kind of a weird response that you would get from you know, like your boss, right? Like right. Uh, he says, I can't guarantee you anything, Rhonda, but you know, that you'll get to keep your job or that you'll have your job, but do what's best for your family. And I felt like that was just really, you know, a word for me that I had to like go into this with a really open mind. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I prayed and I just asked God, we, funny story was we ended up booking our airline tickets while we were at pebble beach having lunch my brother was like my flight flight arranger and booked us tickets 
this was on a Saturday and we left on a Wednesday to go to Tennessee. And so the journey started there. We got here. Um, we met with a realtor, which and again, people like, I can't say enough about like, don't deny who your connections are because I got in touch with this realtor, the Wallaces through Corey Clark, who I met through Phyllis and was on our podcast. So she, I had texted her and I said, Hey, do you know any realtors? She lives in Franklin. Yeah. She lives in Franklin, but was from Southern California. Like it's just a crazy right. like story. Right. And I, she goes, yes. Oh my gosh. You got to contact the Wallaces. Shout out to Casey and Kyle. Cause they are the best. Um, and I said, okay. So we went and met with them at this coffee shop and we sat down with them and everything that they said felt so right. And at the end, Kyle sat with us, held our hands and prayed with us. And it was everything he prayed. It was almost like he knew, like he didn't know us from anybody, but it was like, he knew the things we were going through, where we were struggling, the things we were unsure of. And we walked out of the coffee shop that day and Jason looked at me and goes, we have to move. And I said, I know. Mm -hmm. And that was the scariest, like, like it makes me want to tear up because that was the scariest moment probably of my life to think all of the unknowns. And I'm a planner. You people know that. <laughs> so this is, I know that. Of, this is out of my character. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Not within my not dinner. a spontaneous person. No, I am not. Like I have got dinner planned for the week. Except like, for when it comes to cooking. You can spontaneously make a meal and it's fun. But it's true. <laughs> it's true. But most of the time my meals are planned. If it's spontaneous, exactly. I can do it. Freezer meals. Yes. So that was a really scary day. And so we started uh look seriously like looking at homes, like, okay. And we came upon this one home. The guy was super nice. And to say that the South is the most, they're the most wonderful people ever. They're just kind and sweet. And he was so welcoming. I mean, he let us look at as many models as we wanted and the whole thing. And um, by the time we got on the plane, we had committed to purchasing a home that was going to be built. And it just felt like oh it was God. shocking. <laughs> I mean, the shocking part was that he let me walk away, putting my name on a lot without giving him a check because I know my check. Yeah. And so that's like the funniest part. He was like, don't worry about like, totally trust me, handshake, go figure out your stuff and mail me the check, you know? So, um, yeah, we got home, we put the house on the market um, in July and it sold at the end of or the beginning of September, I can't remember. And we made the trek out here October 1st. And it has been that few months that seemed like, oh, it's so quick. Um, seemed very long, <laughs> very silent from God after he said go. <laughs> and then it felt mm -hmm. like, uh, you told me this and now I'm here and now I don't have a house. Nothing's <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just, so it was just the strangest uh, moment. I read a book called Tension in the Transition um, by Craig Cooney. And I encourage anybody who's like even going through any, not it doesn't have to be as major as moving across the country, but if you're going through any transition. Spell that, uh, spell his name. It's Craig, C-R-A-I-G Cooney, C-O-O-N-E-Y. And it's called Tension okay. in the Transition. Um, and the book just talked about everything from when you feel like you made the right decision and then God is silent, which is what I felt. Yeah. Like I yeah. was like, 
are we, are we doing this for the right reasons? Are we doing this because God's really called us there? I think those are all questions that we have when we have to make a really big choice that doesn't feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and also like leaving everybody behind that you are with. So now you have to find a whole new tribe, Mm -hmm. which is not. So that was a transition too, of just like, I remember you calling and just like, I miss everybody. Yeah. I mean, I miss the parts of my life. It's so hard to like, when you wake up and you're like, yeah, the things that were habits for you and your family, like to wake up and not have those habits there has Mm. to be hard. Yeah. And I mean, in the process of of us moving, my dad actually contracted COVID and, you know, almost died from it. And so even to the end, you're just thinking, God, like, are you, is this the way of you stopping me from moving? Is this not what you want for us? Like at that point, what do you do? My house is sold. I got to be out, you know, 21 days. Um, but it's just that like unknown. And then you get to the place where, you know, God has brought you. I mean, I will say that God was very kind and good in the way that like, from the moment we arrived, uh, we started visiting this church, a uh, little startup church. Um, it was meeting in a, at a barn at the time. And the very first week we came, this man just came to Jason and I, and he was like, he put his hand on Jason's shoulder and he said, don't worry. And then he looked at me and he said, and you don't worry about him because God's got it taken care of. Like that was the very first words we received week two into living here. So to deny that God's hand wasn't in all of it, um, just, it couldn't be true. Like we knew that we were supposed to be here. Um, but it doesn't come without all the emotions and feelings and insecurities and, you know, all of that stuff. It's not like you move here and it's perfect. I mean, we didn't even have, yeah. we were living in and a you'll have struggles there. Yeah. And, and you'll have struggles with life because that's how life is. Mm-hmm. So what are the things you do? Cause you were saying like when God is silent and you feel like you haven't heard him or you don't know if you heard him right. Like, what do you do? What's your go-to when that happens? Well, I feel like a lot of times God really isn't silent. I don't think we're listening. So I had to learn to listen. Um, And that meant really being quiet, which again is out of my comfort zone because I'm a doer. So I had to spend the time when I was with God without music, without my headphones, just really like trying to hear like, what are you saying to me? Because the noise is so loud. I think when you're in transition that it's hard to know whether or not God is, is there or is he speaking to you or you're just not listening to him. So for me, it was a journal. I journaled a lot again. And I also decided I was going to get quiet and meditate on even some of the scripture that was given to me, you know, um, I think it's just really important to to take the time to be quiet with God. However, that may look getting out in nature, maybe sitting, you know, in a quiet room. I mean, we all know I used to pray in my closet, so I was there a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a nice closet. Was was, was, a, nice, was a nice closet. <laughs> I'm happy to get the chandeliers, darn it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I guess like my other question too would be just for us to give advice for our listeners is um, 
what happens if it really was the wrong decision and you thought that it was God's voice? You know how many times we make, you know, we're like, oh, this is what God wants. And then it's like, oh, that wasn't what God wanted. What do we do through time when I, because I believe he's, he'll still take you on a journey mm-hmm. and he'll still take yeah. you out of it. Mm-hmm. But like, um, do you have any suggestions if it, let's say that it wasn't what he wanted, like, how do you transition that? Well, I, you know, I think there's grace and redemption that falls in at that point where, you know, sometimes we make decisions hastily because it's based on emotion or feeling or, you know, those things. And those were things that I was very aware of as I was making the decision to move because there was a lot of traumatic stuff that happened in 2021. And, you know, we all wanted to make sure we weren't making decisions based on our feelings at that moment. Running, I remember specifically telling the realtor, like, we don't want to run away from anything. And he goes, you know, Rhonda, sometimes it's not about running away. It's about restarting. And so that was really like good advice. But I think if you've made the wrong decision, giving yourself the grace to say, okay, I made the wrong decision. What did I learn in this? And how am I not going to make the same mistake again by not listening to God's voice? Mm, Um, That's good. But I also think emotion comes into it. I think you have to be very in touch with your, your mentally, how are you doing? And those kinds of things when you're making the decisions. Because I think making bad decisions a lot of times comes from an emotional place, right? Totally. Yeah. And it's, it's that stupid saying that I hate the heart wants what the heart wants mm-hmm. because your heart is so fickle. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be a mind spirit connection for me to, mm-hmm. especially if it's a big decision, we make bad decisions. Yeah. Absolutely. just because we're human. <laughs> I don't think I always make perfect decisions, but I think, yeah, if, if with a big decision, it really has to be a moment of like body, soul, spirit to, to say like, and maybe even sitting in pros and cons of like, mm-hmm. why do I want this? And what, what would happen if it would work out kind of thing so that yeah. you kind of prep yourself a little bit. And also just ask God, like, what would be some like really good things that come out of this? And, um, and then I always ask God, um, to please shut a door, open a door. If it's something that I am not sure of, and I can't make my decision clear instead of relying on my, my heart, like I'll say, can you please bring somebody to walk someone here to walk alongside me or guide me? Because I'm feeling confused right now and I'm not really sure what the right decision is. And I need, you know, I need that tangible, some, a person kind of reminds me in the Bible when the the disciples are like, well, just show us, just tell us. And he's like, Oh my God, how many times do I have to do this? And I'm like, you have with me because I need to see it. And so I, I kind of battle with God that way, but, but I think it's really important to like ask him specifically, like, can you shut that door open it or put, bring somebody in and guide me or tell me like, Hey, I think what you're doing is not good right now so that I can settle into that a little bit and then go into prayer with that. So yeah, yeah I think big decisions like that really require a lot of thought process and, um, a lot of prayer. Yeah. Really, and I mean, I did, um, I did write down, yeah, I know like, you did. like you said, like I wrote worst case scenario, like 
Here's right. the best case and here's the worst case scenario. And I yeah. did, you know, did write pros and cons. I think those are really important things to do, especially with like a super large decision that you're going to yeah, make. Like moving across the country, mm-hmm. like this was like taking, uprooting every, I mean, my daughter is a senior in high school. So uprooting her from that, not knowing if we were going to have jobs and if God was going to, you know, come here, I'd put a deposit on my house. I have no idea if I'm going to have a job. That would probably be helpful if you're going to buy a house, right? So, you know, all of those things that come into play at the same time, knowing that I knew, I mean, it's very evident even as of today that God placed us here. And I remember specifically telling Phyllis, like, because there was a saddening of me leaving my friend who she's the one I share my most intimate things with and moving 3000 miles away and feeling like, man, like, this is scary. Like, you know, what is going to happen? Um, but I really felt like God just kept saying, I'm widening. I'm going to cry, but (laughs) what's going to happen is I, I drive by Santa Teresa (laughs) and I look at the house and go, I never get to high house you again. <laughs> I know, but I'm coming to visit you. I'm coming to visit. Well, that's the other yeah. thing. So yeah. like the funny part is, is Jason ended up like, I have to tell the job story because that's just too crazy. Yeah. Jason ended up being able to transfer to a agency in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, he's an insurance agent and my company allowed me to stay. Um, but at the end of the day, I ended up leaving my job and working for a new company who, um, not only do I, I know, not only do I have a bigger territory, but I'm developing relationships, um, in Northern California. So I get to come home to Northern California every so often to visit my clients. So like God just is in the whole thing, you know, and all of it's new, but it's a lot. I mean, you know, a new job, a new house, a new, you know, all of those things, a a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts. Yeah. But God is faithful. He is faithful to to us when we obey him. And I think even if we don't obey him, it's okay because he'll redeem it regardless. So totally. And I'm just glad that all worked out for you. It's kind of exciting to see all the fun things that you guys are doing and the new projects and crazy, just all the stuff. I know. Kind of something you need. So yeah. Yeah. So it's good. No, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I um, feel so honored and blessed to be part of um, Celebration of Life Nashville, which it's a sm- small startup church, but it is most, it's like, I remember it was it's funny, a couple Sundays ago, I was in church and I heard God tell me, when you lead next time, it will be from a full cup because the last time you led, it was from an empty one. And that is the season I was in. I was in an, an, an empty, broken season when I left um, California. And I'm getting opportunities now to be able to be part of the church. Um, but I felt like God was like, you're just going to wait. You're going to sit right here and I'm going to heal your heart. I'm going to heal the things that, you know, that are still in there, that are still raw and open and, and wounded. And then when you're, when I've finished there, then you can lead from a full cup and you're not empty anymore. Um, I was so burnt when I left and I just feel like a different yeah. person now. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. Cause, um, you know, you can have certain gifts and things, but is it your time to really share those mm-hmm. gifts or do you 
rest for that season and then fill yourself back up. It's Mm -hmm. that analogy of put your face mask on first on an airplane, your child so that you can breathe and then help them. And it's kind of the same way. That's a lot with ministry too, is um, people burn themselves out. And I don't think that's necessary. I think you have to stand strong and say like this, I need this restful time so that when I come back, I can pour out from a a full cup. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many amazing churches here in Tennessee, which you know, you have your choice of so many. There's a church on every there, corner, there just really like is. Starbucks. There really is. <laughs> there really is. But for some reason, this was the church that I felt like we needed to go to. And even though right now it's at the infancy stages and it's super small, I was telling Phyllis earlier that it feels like this is the place where God had to get me to be able to do the healing because I don't think I could have done it in a larger environment. I think that the real yeah. true healing needed to be be like, God was literally tending to my heart in those services. Every time I go, like, I, I don't think there's been one Sunday that I don't cry and worship. Like, it's just crazy. And that I didn't realize how empty my cup was. And so for, to just sit back and be filled and be able to have these like beautiful words spoken over you and the worship there and every, like, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. Like it's a beautiful place when God brings you to a place of healing and restoration. That's beautiful. Well, I'm super happy that we finally got to talk about (laughs) Tennessee. I know I was kind of (laughs) silenced guys. Like I wasn't allowed to say anything for a little while, (laughs) but I'm happy to. Um, Career wise, not by anybody else. By Phyllis. She didn't want me to tell anybody. No, I just promised that. I didn't tell you to show up. No, respectfully, my company had just asked that I not share that I had moved because we were trying to figure out things that were going on. I didn't end up you know, I, right. I, mean, I ended up moving positions, but, um, but they were very gracious and kind and, and out of respect for that. I was very careful on what I shared as far as our move and all of that, but so yeah. now you're an open book. Now I get to, yeah, now, <laughs> now we know to, all, I know. And now I get to like share the fun stuff of my stories. I was like, Oh, I ate at this good restaurant. Oh, I can't share that. I can't share that. Oh, darn <laughs> it. Darn it. And take that picture. So, I know. So yeah, but I'm enjoying seasons well, and I'm getting used for to weather. sharing so. today. Well, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, really I good. will close it since that's what my job is. Okay. Um, so thank you so much for listening. And we ask that you share, like, subscribe to 24 Karat Conversations podcast, Instagram, and Facebook. And until next time, peeps, sparkle on. Sparkle on. Bye. Bye. Bye.